It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Tim McMaster here along with Gregor Chisholm, our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter. It was kind of youth day in Sarasota, I guess. We're going to get into that. We'll also talk about Marcus Stroman trying to make his way back and some additions to the roster as well. But we got to start with the big two prospects who were up at big league camp today. Vlad Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, both in the lineup. Uh, what did you take from from the performance being there, Gregor? I mean, it was a pretty uh, impressive afternoon uh, for both of them, really. And then you add in Anthony Alford. Uh, you know, it was a bright day for the Blue Jays' next wave of prospects. And this was the first time that all three were on the field at the same time. And, uh, you know, it is just spring training. But it was, it was still a little bit remarkable to see how composed, especially uh, Guerrero uh, and Bichette were, seeing as how it was their first opportunity to compete against big leaguers to really be about around big leaguers. Um, and, and, you know, they, they showcase the skills that we thought, um, you know, would, would get them to the big leagues one day. I mean, Guerrero uh, came through with four singles, uh, really had a couple of mature at bats where he really worked counts. Uh, Bichette, same type of situation where he had a couple of really nice at bats, made a couple of nice plays in the field and, and stole a base. So there's there a lot of positives that the Blue Jays can take from this and that those guys can take from this. They got the first game under their belt, and now they can look forward to the rest of the camp. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than those three guys you mentioned, uh, along with Anthony Alford in the mix with the other two, going 9 for 12. I mean, that's the yeah. way you write it up, right? They did it away from home. They didn't do it in Dunedin, but was there um, – did some Blue Jays fans make the trip? Yeah, there was there was actually a, a pretty big uh, following of Jays fans here in Sarasota, and, and that's usually the case at this ballpark. And uh, you know, there's one in, inning in particular where I think they got a glimpse of, of what the future could bring, and that was Anthony Alford led off the inning with with a double to right field. He actually advanced to third base uh, on an error, so started at third. Bichette came up uh, with an RBI single through the left side of the field right after that, and. Uh, you know, later in that inning, uh, Bichette um, moved up to third base on a single up the middle from uh, Vladimir Guerrero. And, and certainly when you think about a couple of years from now in the Blue Jays lineup, you got to figure that those three guys are, are going to be uh, probably the top three hitters in the Blue Jays lineup. I mean, they really are the future of this organization. And uh, Today was, was the first real glimpse at that uh, that we've seen in, in an actual game as opposed to uh, just running drills on the minor league side. I think a lot of people thought maybe they would get invites to spring training at the big league level. That didn't happen. Um, why is that? What was the decision-making process for the Blue Jays to, to not put them in the main big league camp this year? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, too. And, you know, I think the Jays are just really, one, they're taking a cautious approach with both those guys. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they don't want to rush them prematurely. And, and I think they looked at it as a situation where they knew that both of these players are at least one full year away. So I think they're looking more at next year's spring training as being the one uh, where they get to really experience the big league side. But, you know, I think the plan all along as well was even though while they're not going to be here on an everyday basis and they're going to be over from the minor league side of Bobby Maddock, 
they do want to get them into some games uh, this spring on the big league side. We saw it today. Uh, I would be very surprised if the Blue Jays don't take both of those guys uh, up to Montreal at the very end of spring uh, to get a bit more of exposure in an actual big league ballpark in, in front of you know 45,000-plus fans. I think they're going to do things bit by bit as opposed to throwing them into the fire right away. Uh, but there's no question these guys are coming on fast. I mean, Anthony Alford... Uh, probably will come up at some point this year, and you're looking at uh, Bichette and Guerrero as being uh, factors, probably not at, at some point in 2018, but really early on in 2019, and their, their time's coming fast. You have a story up on BlueJays.com about who has impressed John Gibbon so far this spring, and Anthony offered one of them, uh, and he showed that again today, um, obviously. Some other guys, though, John Axford, Randall Gritchick, two more guys that have stood out in, uh, in Gibbon's mind. Yeah, and, and John Axford is a really interesting one to watch as well because you know, this, this spring training for the Blue Jays, there's not a lot of competitions going on. Uh, but where the battles are happening is down in that bullpen, and you've got as many as 10 candidates uh, for two spots. And a lot of them are names that are pretty familiar. I mean, we got Axford uh, in the mix, uh, Al Albuquerque, Tyler Clifford's in uh, the mix there as well, along with other veterans like Craig Breslow and some of the younger players who are coming along. But Axford has really been the guy – um, who the coaching staff has been has been praising really more than anybody, and uh, you know, P- pitching coach Pete Walker spent some time earlier this week talking about how uh, you know Axford's uh, sinkers or his fastball has got a bit more of a sink to it than he was expecting, and they're really they're not making tweaks to his mechanics this spring, but they're really trying to work on him using that sinker and, and his slider a little bit more and really trying to work on his pitch usage and, and being smarter with the way he pitches. But, uh, you know, even though he's getting up there in age a little bit at, at 34, uh, there's still no questioning his stuff. Uh, you know, he's still got that mid-90s velocity. I think he had some command issues last year. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's entered, he's become a favorite uh, for one of those two spots, and I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of spring uh, he grabs one of those two alongside uh, Clifford, even though Albuquerque's been getting some grades as well. Clippard, uh, you know, signed this week. Clippard, Tepish also brought in. Um, Blue Jays yep. still on the lookout, I guess, for, for additions in an offseason that has been so slow. Yeah, and Clippard is an interesting one um, because the Jays have been spending a lot of time talking about adding that second lefty, and that's where he thought Craig Breslow might uh, come into play as being the second lefty behind Aaron Luke. The Jays are almost looking at Clippard as that second lefty. I mean, he is a guy who uh, has performed historically better against lefties than he has uh, against righties in his career. Uh, you know, he, he when he signed yesterday, he talked after that uh, signing about how he spent some time in Washington basically as, as a right-handed specialist against left-handed batters. I mean, it's something we don't see all that often, but uh, he's got such a good change-up that he can really run that in there on lefties, and he's had a lot of success against them. So, you know, I, I think that's where he kind of really becomes he, – he adds some needed versatility to that bullpen. I think the Blue Jays are in danger of, of carrying too many right-handers who strictly just face right-handed batters and can only go one inning. Clifford, if you really need him to, can probably go more than one inning and he can give you a different look against lefties when you combine that with some of the other guys they have down there. Uh, Danny Barnes, Ryan Tapera. It's a bit of a better mix than the one that they uh, arrived here uh, with just a few weeks ago. I mentioned Gritchick. Uh, what stood out about him? I know he's made uh, at least one great catch in the outfield. This is a guy that had a lot of promise and the Cardinals lot thought a ton of a couple of years ago, and then that star faded a little bit. 
Yeah, honestly, I think one of the things that, that Gibbons likes to see from is just that athleticism because the Jays have been, have been really lacking that uh, the last couple of years, especially in the outfield as, as the Jose Batista was, was getting up there in years. Uh, obviously, his defense uh, really, really declined the last couple of years and became a liability out there. I mean, let's be honest, and, and Gritchick, uh, is a guy who can cover an awful lot of ground in right field. He's someone who had center field experience in the past, and we know that's not going to be an issue. Uh, he's also been a little bit more active on the base pass this spring, uh, which is something the Jays haven't seen from their outfielders you know, the last few years as well. And uh, you know, I think what really rounds it all together is there's been some early flashes of power, and, and ultimately that's what the Blue Jays acquired him for. They need to get more power. They need to get more uh, you know, offensive production out of their outfielders if, if they're going to uh, you know, bounce back from, from a team that last year finished at last in the American League and run scored. They, they need to get that extra production in the outfield. And, and I think Gibbons is seeing some signs from Gritchick, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why, why he stood out. Maybe overshadowed a little bit by all the youngsters making uh, their presence felt, I guess, at the plate was the fact that Aaron Sanchez got out there today as well. Fan five in three innings. Um, that's good to see. The blisters were obviously the issue for most of last year. Is that under control at this point? Yeah, there's been no signs of the blisters uh, so far. And, you know, really we're going to have to monitor this this all year. There's no doubt about it because, you know, it's, it might not be an issue one start and then it pops up out of nowhere, uh, you know, five days later. But, you know, so far uh, all signs are positive for him. Uh, and really, for him, it's just, for Sanchez, it's just getting back into a routine now because, you know, after a lost season last year, the innings aren't there. Uh, there's an understandable amount of rust. I think we've seen a bit of that this spring uh, just in terms of, you know, trying to get back into those consistent mechanics again. Uh, he was a guy earlier in his career that often battled some control problems, uh, especially with just a, with a sinker that he has that is just so electric. Sometimes it's hard to know exactly where that's going. And we've seen a little bit more of that from him this spring, some of those those pass control problems have been creeping up, and uh, particularly his secondary pitches with his curveball. He's left a, a number of them kind of up in the zone, but you know it really is just kind of working out those kinks here over the next few weeks. And uh, you know, someone with as much talent as Sanchez, you figure that uh, you know the deeper he gets uh, into this month, and you know the early stages of the regular season, uh, you would think that he's going to rediscover that form because there's no question that the stuff is there, the velocity is there, the movement's there. Uh, he's got all the pieces. It's just a matter of fine-tuning everything at this point. One more thing for you, Gregor. Marcus Stroman had the shoulder inflammation, set to start throwing again, I think, right? What's the latest on him? Yeah, so, you know, as of today, Thursday, uh, he uh, played catch uh, this earlier this morning uh, for the first time. Uh, he's probably going to have to repeat that process at least once or twice more, and uh, then the Jays are going to go about getting him back up on the mound. And uh, you know, it shouldn't take him too long to get stretched out, but at the same time, this is going to be a longer process than it, than it would would have been if this happened at some point uh, during the regular season or or even really late in camp. I mean, Stroman uh, had only thrown a couple of bullpen sessions at the start of spring training uh, before going down with the injuries, so uh, he hasn't appeared in the spring training game yet. He's going to have to build up just like everybody else did with starting off with an inning or two and then going to three or four. And, uh, I mean, we've seen the rest of the Blue Jays pitchers here, you know, take that in, in a, you know, but a six start sample size. Sterling probably isn't going to need six, uh, but he's going to need at least a few uh, starts towards the end of camp. And so I, I think it's unrealistic at this point to expect he's going to be ready for opening day. 
Uh, I wouldn't expect a long stint on the disabled list, um, but I would think that that's where he's going to begin the year, and it might just be for the first week, week and a half of the regular season. Um, But I don't think he'll be ready by opening day. All right, great stuff, Gregor. Thanks for the update. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. For Gregor Chisholm, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.